welcome back to another episode of The Exercise Engineer. This episode, we are going to be talking about how to start running. So I know I've already spoken to you about what it sort of takes to work towards a marathon or like a race day thing, but if you're someone out there who just wants to be able to run, who just wants to start but literally doesn't know where, then this episode is for you. Now, I know that I'm very much, um, I very much promote strength training a lot more of the time. It is one of my non-negotiables for leading a healthy lifestyle, but running is definitely in there as well and it has some fantastic benefits. So maybe you don't like the idea of running at all. Maybe you're just like, absolutely not. Maybe you've tried it, you can't think of anything worse. But just give me 20 minutes of your day just to help maybe line up some of the ways that you could start, some of the ways that you could start to enjoy it as well, because I've definitely got some tips about that as well. Uh, but just to start, I just wanted to cover some of the fantastic benefits that running can have. Um, the first one being my favorite, which is reducing stress. And it is, it is such a good feeling while you're running or maybe just at the end of your run because it releases so many endorphins. Like that runner's high is such a thing and it really, really can boost your mood. It gets you outside in the fresh air. Like I am not one for treadmill running. I absolutely hate it. I don't like the sound of it. I don't like the feel of it. It gets even sweatier in there. Like, yes, it's good for tracking like pace or speed if you're doing a bit of a time trial but not for me i much much prefer running outside you get such a better buzz of it um so it increases your dopamine levels as well it's cheap it's literally free apart from buying the right kit you literally need a pair of running trainers and that is it and you're good to go um so and it also strengthens your heart and most importantly, if it is something to do, if you are looking to do it as a form of getting healthier, it definitely helps reduce your risk of many diseases like cardiovascular disease, uh, obesity and ob uh, diabetes as well. So loads of loads of benefits from running and I highly, highly recommend it. I am a bit of a hybrid athlete. I would class myself as a hybrid athlete. And I know like that sounds like I'm a bit of a like a machine, like a transformer or a car. Um, but I can assure you a hybrid athlete is definitely a thing. It's someone who prioritizes strength training and running equally because it can you want to be able to benefit your heart and your muscles as well. So, I'm not telling you that in order to be healthy that you need to be a runner. Like, as I said before, if you tried it, you can't think of anything worse. There are other great ways to improve your cardio as well, but as long as you are getting a little bit of cardio in there, 100% would recommend that. But if you did want to start running, I've got a few tips that uh, is going to help you get there. There's about 10, so just bear with me. Put me on 1.25 to listen to me if that helps. Would recommend that. I sound so much better in 1.25. <laughs> okay, so top tip number one, we are going to start small. 
And what I mean by this is don't just think, right, I'm going to start running and then you're just going to go run a 10k if you're a complete beginner. Like that is not going to happen. Like let's, let's start smaller. Maybe you don't even go for walks around the block at the moment, but you want to start running. So I would start with going for a 20 minute walk. If you don't already walk, if you do, that's fine. Choose like a 20 minute walking route that you know and run it. So you want to build it up from your baseline already. So where are you currently sitting? Do you currently walk? Do you currently run and want to get better? Do you walk but not run? There are lots of different variables here. So it's what works for you. Um, but yeah, I would start with 10 minutes, then 20 minutes, and then just work it up from there. Um, super duper important that you do start small with this one because you don't want to um, overwhelm yourself too quickly at all. So number two, moving swiftly on. This one might seem to contradict what I've just said, but I want you to think big. So start small, but think big. So I want you to prepare your brain for running further than it's about to run. Because I know, well, this is just my personal preference, but I know that if I'm running 5K, that 5K will drag and it will be the longest 5K ever. If I mentally prepare for a 20K, the first 5K flies by because I know that there's so much more and you just sort of zone out of it a little bit. So if you think bigger, think you're gonna be running for longer and it will seem slightly easier. So maybe you're working in minutes, you mentally prepare your body for running 20 minutes, even though you've only planned 10, and that 10 minutes will go much quicker. That's just a little tip if you think that's what you need. Also, in terms of thinking big, I want you to picture where you're heading. Do you have any future goals with your running that you want to work towards? So, at the end of the month, do you want to be able to run a 10K? At the end of the month, do you want to be able to run a 5K? At the end of the year, do you want to be able to run a marathon? And then what you do with that goal is you work backwards with the weeks and work out how much every week you need to add on in order to get to that goal right at the end. So, for example, 10K at the end of the month, you need to be upping your runs by 2.5K each week and maybe that's each run you up it or you just do it each each week you up it by two so you start on two and a half following week you up it to five following week you up it to 7.5 and then within the month you've done the 10k on your fourth week if that makes sense but I would highly recommend thinking bigger than you're going to run so for example if you're running a marathon and you think it's going to take you about four hours, just mentally prepare yourself that you're going to be running for the next four and a half hours. And it sounds brutal, but that's that's one way to do it. It just mentally helps your body a little bit more. So tip number three, we need to slow down. Oh my gosh, slow down. I see so many people set off running and they're gasping for breath in the first five minutes and then they wonder why they can't run. Slow it down. 
like my voice. Like my Yorkshire monotone voice, slow it down. So don't set off flying down the road. Like you'll just end up walking at the end of the run. And I did this so wrong. And I'm, I'm not practicing what I preach at all because I got way too carried away with the latest marathon that I did, the London Marathon in April. I set off way too quick and you literally watch my pace get slower and slower and slower and slower all the way to the end. And oh my goodness, it was hard work. Because I set off too quickly, I was like, for goodness sake, what have I done? Practice what you preach, Louise. But I just want you to chill out and enjoy it. Just relax into the run. You can start off as slow as you want and then just build up into it nice and slowly. Like if you get, if you know you're getting towards the end of your run and you're not knackered at all yet, either you speed up to get a nice fast finish in, which also is amazing and will help you train for race day because it's really important to try and speed it up towards the end. Or number two, if you realise you're not knackered, try running that little bit further. Maybe that's the time that you can up it. But yeah, you need to be slowing down enough so you can have a conversation. And I know that sounds bizarre, especially if you're running on your own, but just try and say one full sentence. You need to be able to say a full sentence while you're running. And that'll be a bit of an indicator whether you are running too quickly or not. If you literally can't even string two sentences, uh, two words together, never mind two sentences, you're going too quickly and you need to slow down. So, Going slower will actually help you run faster in the future because it's all to do with building your aerobic capacity. And I've done, I did, but just before my marathon, I did quite a lot of research on that. And it is so, so important. The majority of your runs should be easy runs. You should find it relatively easy and be able to string a full sentence together. So either talk to yourself or ring someone that's coming up in one of my top tips later, but speak. See if you can say a full sentence and it's just an indicator whether you need to speed up or slow down. So instead of following a pace from a plan, if you're just trying to get going and start running, just check you're not running too quickly because you'll knacker yourself out way too quick. So super important that you can speak at the same time. Number four, distract yourself. So some people love listening to music that's not me. I find that I'm actually a much worse runner when I listen to music because I run at the pace. I, I think I think I subconsciously do it and it's likely you will too, but you will subconsciously run at the pace of the music or like if you are listening to a really upbeat song, you will try and run quicker to it. So again, it might end up knackering you a little bit more. Um, I much prefer listening to audiobooks or podcasts, mainly podcasts at the moment. But when I was doing my marathon training, it was more so audiobooks because they're much longer pieces of content. So I, I think the average audiobook is about six or seven hours. So I think I was getting through an audiobook over three runs as part of my marathon training because I was literally just listening to it for two hours ago. Um, whereas podcasts are much shorter. De totally depends on the length of the run that you want to do. Um, I do tend to listen to things that I can learn from, just to kill two birds with one stone. But 
I also, I used to love listening to, uh, what's it called? Off Menu by James A. Caster and Ed Gamble. Hilarious. They literally talk about food the whole way around. And I know that sounds bizarre because you're running and you're talking about food or listening to food, but it does, it does help you to think what you're going to re- refuel your body with after the run. So. I do, I did used to really, really enjoy listening to that. I've also got loads of other podcast tips. Maybe you're listening to this as you're running. Get running, get your trainers on and get running to it right now. Right now. I'm waiting. I'll wait for you to put your trainers on. Come on. You've missed the first 12 minutes of your run. Crack on. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I prefer something that I can really engage and listen to because that will really distract yourself. And I think for, some people can just run and enjoy running and just enjoy their own thoughts. For the people that hate running at the moment or haven't quite worked out if they enjoy running yet, distraction is definitely key. Um, hence podcasts or audiobooks or something that you can really zone out of, um, and really listen to it and sink your teeth into it. Like, it will really, really distract you from the fact that you are running. Especially when I was doing the longer runs for the marathon training, like, you do need to distract yourself because I don't know how people listen or don't listen to something for two hours at a time, especially marathon runners. Um, but yes, uh, another fun thing that I love to do, and this links into the next one as well, is I love to ring my mum or my brother sometimes as well. Um, and we'll go for a nice virtual run. So call someone, distract yourself or listen to someone else on the phone if you can't speak on the other side. But from the previous tip, you should be able to speak because you should be running slow enough that you can string a full sentence together. So super duper important there. So that links into number five, which is get a buddy. So get yourself a running partner. You're much, much, much more likely to stay motivated if you need to let someone else down. I think as humans, we are very good at just letting ourselves down, but you, you will not let someone else down. You are much less likely to anyway. So that hence why we say to either get a coach to keep you accountable or you get a running buddy so you can meet up with them. Someone who lives close by. But if you don't live near anyone who wants to start running, that's okay because I'm introducing virtual running to you, which is what I've just said when I call my mum or my bro. Um, it's, it's a game changer. It really is because you, again, kill two birds with one stone. You have a great catch up and you're getting out there on the run and you don't have to run at each other's pace. So you, like, it's very unlikely that you're going to find a running buddy that you run at exactly the same pace. There will always be one person who is compromising their run to run at the other person, even if it is very, very slightly. Whereas the virtual run, you can run at your own pace and still be running with someone. And it, oh, I need to definitely do something with this because it's definitely a key, a gap in the market. I don't think there's anything else out there. So I need to somehow create some form of running buddy app. I don't know how I'm going to do that yet, but watch this space. It's coming. (laughs) 
but yeah, literally go, get your headphones in, get your trainers on and give whoever a bell. And you both, you can both run in different countries. Like when I'm on holiday, I do exactly the same thing. It's a great catch up. And it's a great way to stay motiv- motivated as well. Because if I'm, if I know that I'm meeting my mum, meeting via the phone, um, at eight o'clock to go for a virtual run, I need to be outside by eight because I know she's going to ring me at eight and there's no point in me faffing and trying to get my trainers on when she's already set off running. That's the beauty of the virtual run. So yes, that is Buddy as well. Super duper important. I've just said that as well. I don't know why I just said there. I'm so sorry. Tip number six. So this one is crucial. Absolutely crucial but you need to get your mindset right. So your body is much more capable and much stronger than you think it is. It's much stronger than you give it credit for. So you need to believe it. You need to believe that you can do it. I know so many people that are like, oh, I'm not a runner. Oh no, I can't run. I can't can't do it. I can't do it. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. So because it is true you can do it like it's such running is such a mental challenge it's your brain that's constantly trying to tell your body to stop and the more it's, it's like anything the more you practice that mental challenge the more you get better at it like that mental resilience that a lot of long runners get like it is painful. Your brain is literally like, stop. What the hell are you doing? Why are you running? Like, stop. There's no need. We're not getting chased by lions. Just stop. So you need to be able to get past that and actually start to use your mind to your advantage. Like, if you tell yourself you can do something, if you believe that you can do something, you're halfway there. You've got to obviously put in the hard work and actually complete the run, but believing that you can do something is so, so crucial. Like, we've just done Tough Mudder with my Train With Lou membership, gals. Oh my God, so much fun. But there were so many people who were DMing me back saying, no, I can't do it. And I was like, yes, you can. Yes, you can. And I bloody proved them right. No. I proved them wrong and proved me right that they could do it because they crossed the line. We did it as a team. You gotta just believe it. Back yourself because your body is so much stronger than you think it is. I think it's David Goggins that says, you know, when you fit, when you're running and you hit that brick wall, your body is only at 40% or something ridiculous like that. Only 40%. Like I would have guessed a good 80 and then you can squeeze another 20 out when you hit the brick wall. But absolutely not. I'm pretty sure I hit the brick wall at about 15 minutes. And then on marathon day, yeah, you keep going. You keep going for more than three hours. You keep going for four hours. It's absolutely ridiculous, but it's so true that your mind is the thing stopping you. Like I think I've mentioned this before, but on... Oh, the mar- I keep going on about the marathon, but it, it, it does link because it's a, it's a, it's a running pod. So when I w- when I had 10k left, it was literally just this mental battle between both sides of my brain that was literally like, <laughs> I had one side of me going, oh my God, you've only got 10k left. Keep going, keep going, keep going. And then I had the other side of my brain been like, but Louise, you've still got 10k. And then I was going, 
oh, but I've smashed it. Oh my God, there's only 10k left. And then, yeah, but you've still got 10k left. Like it was literally like that for the whole last 10k. And I was, then I did it again for 5k and it's like, oh my God, I've still got 5k left. But you've only got 5k left. Yeah, but I've still, you get the picture. You get the picture. I won't go on about that anymore. But you just need to use your brain to your advantage because you can do it. Tell yourself you can do it and you can. What's the famous saying? Whether you can or you can't, whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. There you go. Wise words over here. Wise, wise words. Anyway, number seven. We have got fuel. So make sure you have fueled your body with lots of slow releasing carbs. This even so, even the day before, this will still work. So if you're someone who doesn't like eating before a run, that's absolutely fine. As long as you've had carbs in your diet the day before, those carbs will have stored as glycogen in your muscles and your liver, ready for use the next time you exercise. So it's super important that we are eating carbs. And I don't want you to panic if you start to increase your carbohydrate intake because you might put on a little bit of weight. This is not fat at all. The more carbs you have, because it stores in the body, you have water molecules that attach to those glycogen molecules. So within your muscles, they will seem, they will be heavier on the scale but that's good. That's not fat at all. And actually, the more muscle you've got, the more energy you can store in there. So the more water they'll be stored. So actually, the further you can run because you've got more energy stored in your body and you're more hydrated from the water. So yes, you might be heavier. Very, very minor. Like you're not going to put on a stone just from water weight. It will be very minor, but it will likely be there. It might be like literally a pound. It's fine. It's not the end of the world if we put on one pound to have enough energy to do the run in the first place. So important. Just, just make sure you are feeling. Um, my favorite is oats, um, any sort of whole grain, bananas, great for pre-running snacks, bagels, especially for those longer runs. Um, but my favorite thing to have when I get back, so super important to refuel after, as well as make sure you've got enough fuel before. I love having a big oats bowl, so I'll put like 60 grams of oats in it bit of water, some chia seeds, whack it in the microwave for two minutes, get it out, bit of frozen berries in there, back in the microwave, give it another mix and then top it with like frozen, no, like protein yogurt or ski yogurt or not percent fat Greek yogurt just to increase the protein on there as well. Um, and then more berries or banana on there. Absolutely delicious. Crucial that you do have protein. I think protein is more associated with gym lads. Like, yeah, let's go to the gym. Let's eat loads of protein. Woo. But actually you are still using your muscles quite a lot on runs. So you need to be fueling your body with protein just as much as people who go to the gym because you need to repair those muscles ready for your next run. And if anything, you should be strength training as well. But that's, that's a conversation for a different day. Just know that it's very beneficial to be strength training as well as car doing cardio because 
they do work together they don't counteract unless you are going for one extreme or the other like Mo Farah or like Strongman maybe not that in that case but actually if you are just part of the general population like the majority of us welcome doing both is only going to benefit you um I went on a little bit of a tangent there. Let's go back to fuel. So another thing about fueling. So we've fueled before, we've fueled after. Um, I want you to, if you are doing long runs, practice with fueling with gels and stuff as well. Um, really important if you are working towards a half marathon or a marathon where they are going to be giving you gels halfway around because you need to practice with those because I can't say from personal experience because this has not happened to me but I know many 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 people that have had a gel and it's not settled the best and it's come out of one end or the other uh, not in a very nice way sorry if that's a bit too gruesome for the pod but you gotta know these things so make sure you are hydrating enough as well um, because hydration will help the digestion of those gels and actually it'll just help you in general. You need to be hydrated to be good at running and just to, God, just to enjoy the run as well. There's nothing worse than feeling like parched and like, ugh, that awful feeling. No, I'm rambling on now, but you know what I'm trying to say. You know where I'm going with that. Just make sure you're fueled. Don't be scared of taking on a bit extra fuel because right okay so, sorry another little tangent especially if you're in a calorie deficit already and you want to start to introduce running you need to up your calories 100% because you can already be in a calorie deficit and increase your expenditure because that calorie deficit is going to become massive so you need to either up your calories or reduce movement in another form but I wouldn't I wouldn't reduce the movement I would just eat more make sure you are fueling those runs and refueling enough afterwards so important with the protein that you are refueling straight after with at least 25 grams of protein just to repair those muscles but yeah I would be ideally be sitting at maintenance calories and that might be a bit more than you're used to but go for it why not you're working hard. You need to fuel the body. Make sure it's got enough fuel for your next run and don't be scared of it. It's great. It's great being able to eat that much. Um, but don't worry, you won't end up bulking. You need to eat a lot more to end up bulking. Okay. I've got a few extras as well, but I've got... We'll go through the little extras first and then we'll go to the final main one. So I want you to plan your route as well. So my personal preference is to do one big loop because if you're halfway around you're at the furthest point away from home the fastest way back is to carry on running and I know that sounds like mental torture but it will keep you accountable which is the complete opposite of a treadmill or I know some people like to run to a park that's close by do several loops of it and then run back I would get so bored of doing that and also it's so much easier to stop because you're, you're right near home and you're just doing multiple laps of the same thing. You might decide to do less laps when you realise you're knackered because running is hard work. Surprise, surprise. If it was easy, everyone would do it. Um, 
but know your route, know the loop, and that will also help with the distractions because then you're not focusing on, oh, where have I got to go? Um, really, I just find it really beneficial to know exactly where I'm going. So you can sort of zone out and really fall in love with the podcast or the audiobook that you're listening to and really, really listen to it and learn lots. Or might, you might just end up laughing if you're listening to a funny podcast or something, which is fine. I have run down the road multiple times laughing and I look like a lunatic, but that's okay because you're running. By the time people have realised you're laughing, you're gone. You're out of their sight because you're running so quick. I'm joking. Remember to slow down. Um, so yeah, that's one thing. And another little one is get the right kit. So I want you to get a good pair of trainers. If you're going to commit to start running, get a good pair of trainers because you're going to be doing a lot of miles in them. A lot of miles. I want you to be doing one or two runs a week, especially if you're just starting out. Maybe just stick to one a week, but then I want you to start to increase it as you start to get more comfortable with it. Um, but yeah, really invest in some decent kits. I'm not saying it's, you don't have to buy the most expensive pair of trainers out there. Just try not to buy the cheapest because you need to look after your body. You need to look after your joints. And if it is something, sometimes that keeps people accountable as well because they're like, well, I've just bought some really expensive trainers. I might as well use them. So people will, it will keep you accountable if you buy some decent kit. But I don't want you to be the person who has all the gear, no idea. Don't buy everything that you need and then never use it. Just buy the basics. So get a good pair of trainers, some good thin layers. I would recommend, especially during winter, because it's one thing putting one big layer on, but when you realise you're sweating and you need to take it off, but you don't want to take it off because you've got nothing else underneath, that's an error. So multiple little layers that you can take off. And it might seem like it's quite annoying, but you really won't notice it if you just tie it around your waist or something. Um, I would definitely recommend those. And my final tip is... Oh, no. No, no, let's just quickly go back to the kit. I run with an armband on, but I know a lot of people who put a full vest thing on that you can put water in if you're someone who knows they're going to want water halfway around. I personally don't unless I start to hit more than 15, 20k. Um, not on a hot day though. I would always take water on a hot day, but if it was just a normal, a normal day in the UK, the weather's not great. I'm not going to get that parched. So <laughs> you don't need that much water. But if you if you do feel like you need it, I would definitely recommend those little vests that you can put it in because it can get quite annoying if you've got to carry it. Okay, moving on to my, well, that'll be 10, my 10th and final tip, which is the most important tip it's to just start. Please just start. Just start. The longer you put it off for, the longer it's going to be until you're a good runner. That's all I'm going to say. Actually, it's not what I'm going to say. But you will be so much better in a year's time if you start now than if you start in a year. Like, just think about it like that. It's like, oh, shall I start now? Oh, no, it's not quite the right time. No, I've not got the right shoes or anything. Oh, I've not got the, I've not got all, all the gear. 
I don't know what to do, I've not got the right plan. Maybe you don't have a buddy, maybe you don't know anyone who's got a coach or you don't know anyone who wants to start running with you. Message me. I will link you up with someone. Join the membership. There's so many girls in there who also run and love running. So, but didn't used to run. Like it's all about just starting. You'll like the longer you put it off, the longer it'll be before you enjoy it. Like I know so many people who used to hate running, but if you follow these tips, you'll make it so much more enjoyable for yourself. So remember to slow down, distract yourself, get a buddy, find someone else who wants to do it with you, find someone else who motivates you to do it, get a coach, make sure you've got a good plan in place, make sure you know your route, get a good pair of trainers that makes it so much more enjoyable, get a podcast that you love and that you might be learning from or that makes you laugh or that just engages you in every way, shape or form. Make sure you're fueling enough because if you're not fueled, you will not enjoy it because you'll just be starving. You won't have the energy to get round. There are so, so many ways to try to enjoy running a lot more. And any of those tips or applying all of them or any of them or a few of them will help you just start. And just starting with the right mindset as well, believing that you can do it will get you halfway around that. Then you've just got to get round the other half because you realise you're knackered and you set off too quickly. So slow down, take a breather, start small, think big, aim for something in the future. Like book a ticket, not a ticket, it's not called a ticket, is it? What's it called? Is it called a ticket? Book a race, whatever, a, a, a place in a race. Book a place in a race and work towards it. So that gives you a deadline. That gives you something to work towards and you can work back from that and work out how much you've got to build each month or each week or each day or something like that. Um, super duper important that you also strength train. Make sure your body composition is improving because that will help you on the runs as well. The more muscle you've got, the more glycogen stores you can, more energy you can literally store in your body. The more muscle you've got, the easier the run is because you are, you, you can use more of your muscle mass instead of just carrying around more fat. The more muscle you've got, the more calories you burn. So the more you get to fuel. I could go on and on and on, but strength training is so, so, so beneficial. It will help with your joints, your posture, your mobility. Um, lots of um, single leg superset work um, is really beneficial as well because you need that unilateral work because actually running is a form of, un it's a unilateral exercise, meaning it's only like in one direction. That's not, is that? That's sort of what I mean. Using one leg at a time, like, um, like a lunge. That's a good unilateral. I love um, a Bulgarian split squat. Absolute killer. Single leg deadlifts. Killer. Pistol squats. Killer. Just try and do as many single leg exercises in your strength training as possible. And I really utilise that in my hybrid e guide that is just coming out or it might already be out by now. DM me hybrid if you want this. I'm pretty sure in the last pod, I put a little discount code on it. So maybe you can use that as well. 
I think I said pod 15, if that's still available. I think it probably should be. So pod 15, if you want 15% off my hybrid e-guide, use that discount code. Um, you'll be able to find it in my Instagram bio, on my website, etc., etc. Uh, theexerciseengineer.com or at theexerciseengineer or just DM me, comment on this video, comment on the pod, review the pod. Um, you know the whole thing, you know it, but remember to enjoy the process. 100% always enjoy the process. How many times am I going to finish my pod by saying train because you love your body, not because you hate it. Train for the right reasons, because you want to improve your health, not because you ate too much and you're punishing yourself. Absolutely not. We don't punish ourselves through forms of exercise. Definitely, definitely not. If you want to be part of my Train With Loom membership, again, you can find that in my Instagram bio, you can find it on my website, or just DM me and I will love to hook you up with all the info that you need to make the correct decision. Maybe you want a one-to-one -one coaching session with me. Maybe you want months of one-to-one -one coaching. You think, hey, wouldn't it be great to work with Lou one-to-one -one, where you literally get access to me 24-7? I mean, maybe not. To, I need to sleep as well, guys, but pretty much 24-7 I will respond. So if you want that as well, that's all there. I'm just going to love you and leave you there because I think I've covered everything I need. I also have multiple e-guides, but you can find them all over there. The hybrid one is, I personally am most proud of the hybrid e-guide um, and probably most passionate about that one as well because it really does include everything that I love. So um, if you have any questions, always leave me a message, a review. Remember to follow, review the pod if you loved it and share it with anyone that would find this beneficial because surely you know someone out there who wants to start running. And your homework for today is, guess, just start running. You can only benefit from it. You can only benefit from it. Okay, guys, I will love you and leave you there. Have a fantastic week, and I will see you next week for next week's episode. Bye.